Welcome to The Slow Road to Better. In this podcast, you'll hear from members of the Stroke Comeback Center in Vienna, Virginia. The members of the show wanted a way to build a bridge of hope and encouragement for other stroke and brain injury survivors with aphasia. By sharing their personal triumphs and failures, they hope to motivate others to never give up. Let's listen in on The Slow Road to Better. Go ahead, Ashley. What was your question to Chris? How is uh, GW talk? It's not happening yet. It's a Halloween that's 30th. I will go. All right. Uh, I love the concept. It's the teamwork. It's the health professionals. What's the topic? Eight or nine questions and only two or three I can talk about because oh. I didn't have that yeah. or I couldn't remember. You just, you got this well, is what I have to do. We were doing before. I don't know, but uh, you just write it all down and then yeah. you just practice. No, I, I, I know that. Yeah. But, the, but if you have it written down, then one day we're I, like, hey, I woke up, but I, oh, I can write this down. It, it, basically, you have aphasia, period. That's it. It's, it's real life human being uh, has aphasia. That's it. And uh, what kind of students are you talking to? Doctors, nurses, and then... Speech pathology. Speech pathology, and then the physical um therapist uh i think that's it is the topic of plateau something that you think you're going to address and how you feel about that concept well the topic is it's the teamwork it's the nurses and the doctors and the the speech pathologies it's the teamwork the patient is included the teamwork conversation amen to that so if there were someone on the team on your team that was giving you the message that you had about six months or a year of progress and wherever you were in that year is about as good as you're going to get what kind of (laughs) feedback would you have for that person I will say, uh, blank, blank, blank. Um, <laughs> I corrected myself. Anyway, um, you know. Yeah, yeah since yeah. I didn't edit out your uh, potty uh, mouth in the last No! <laughs> um, so, two doctors say that dead. I mean. You? Yeah. That that was the message your family got yep. that you were not going to survive. And now, I am not dead. Obviously, obviously. Um, and I'm living full life, not fighting fire, but still, I can drive. I can almost do anything. 
And how many years has it been since your accident? Four, uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Uh, around that. Okay. How about the rest of you? You have an opinion on the concept of plateau? What didn't I think, Jerry? You've been there longer than me, right? Um, seven years. Oh no. So but you, Jerry, it's been seven years since your stroke. Yeah. And Pat, when was your injury? Uh, ten years ago. Ten. Oh yep. right, you just had your ten-year anniversary. Yep. And Ashley? Six years ago. Six. Gotcha. Okay. So what do you all think? It doesn't... They didn't know. Well, for me personally, because of the military person in Vietnam, they didn't know. People like me, they got shot in the head or something, a mortar or something, people would die because they didn't know. So these poor people died in the military. They got hurt. And like Vietnam... But then you have now, I got hurt and I would have died, but they didn't. And they didn't think I would ever talk. They didn't think I'd be in a wheelchair the rest of my life, and this whole thing. And, you know. Is that the message that Patty got from the doctors? Yeah, but she uh, she didn't believe. She She believed that I would come back. But I honestly, it's interesting. She, I don't think she really thought I'd be uh, um, better. Is that the right word? Um, I could talk as much as I was, you know. But the thing is, you just and it's happened in that in the in these um <clears throat> these I don't know what the word means, but these smart brain people they're realizing. The brain is the smartest. Mm-hmm. It's, what do they, it only knew like 11% of your brain or whatever. But I'm missing <clears throat> half of my brain. I had to get a new one. So I'm missing it. There's nothing there. But everything, I learned it over on the right side. So that's kind of like ridiculous. <laughs> like It's really amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I can't drive, but I can. I'm 10 years later, and I'm still doing the, uh, we have a, a party we have a, the uh, the army 10 mile race and i get to get to use a uh, a bike a, a trike and we just have a uh, do the race then we have a party afterwards and like i have to do exercise a couple times a week you know i come here to, and um do some other stuff using my brain and it's working i talk better than i was uh, six years ago when i came here and so it's just I think the brain, it doesn't really want to quit. Amen to that. Amen to that. It's interesting to me, the statistics of things. The Pat's right. It's the who guests the shot in the head and stroke and it's wrong, uh, apparently. But it's the... The person in the bed, it's, it's a, we are human. And it's important to know that compared to a chart on the page. Right, that the person in the bed is more than a medical record. Exactly. Do you know what kind of message your family got? about what they predicted as your potential outcome after your stroke? Did your family ever tell you that or no? The past is 
the past, move on. It's I, I don't care that much. I am alive, and talking to you. My um, other mm, uh, uh, old time. Mm-hmm. Um, Before your stroke? No. After um, three days. Mm-hmm. Poor. Um, three days well, after your stroke? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Befrenda and um, my dad. Me uh, talking. No, no, no. Wheelchair mm-hmm. and no talking. So you, after your stroke, you were in a wheelchair and you didn't have any speech at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no better. Ah, they told your family you weren't yep. going to get any better? Mm-hmm. Really? <clears throat> that makes me nuts. Exactly. I hate that. <sighs> I mean... I understand, Ashley, you, everyone here is right. But the problem is the doctors and physical therapist has a problem is they have to be aware for the insurance or you or your parents or your siblings suing them. Because, mm-hmm. yes, it is true. It's so. You do. Do you think they give the worst case scenario in an effort to CYA? Basically, no. They like uh, Chris just said. They they can't like they they can't be positive, and then all of a sudden you end up like. Exactly. And then they get in trouble. I know, but isn't there a happy medium in there somewhere? Probably not. We we had, uh, when I was in the the hospital, and I was like the first week, and God, my dad came up with this name of this doctor. It was Dr. Doomstone. Doomstone? Yeah. Or Dr. Doom? Because he said, it was like after a week, he's still saying I was going to die. I was just sleeping. (laughs) I don't know. I think there has to be some sense of hope and realism at the same time but they, i think it's cruel to take away people's hope well Wait, i had this but you can't yeah. evolving the hope. technology is evolving it's it's a better than used to i mean it's hard to pinpoint the the statistics of things a lot of healthcare is more of an art than an exact science exactly because humans are involved and they do all sorts of things you don't expect them to do. They they had when I was there also in, a, in the hospital. I had this other the one, and he would just come and look at me in the morning and at night, <clears throat> the doctor. But he didn't see either way. So at least he was kind of let's see it'll make let's let's make this guy will make it. You know, he wasn't one of these guys like, oh boy, pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're gonna die. So, so he was like, <laughs> he was Switzerland, huh? He just stayed neutral. And he's uh, he's still like one of our friends. He's a really great doctor. Well, thank you for the doctors and the nurses. I am grateful to that experience. 
I am alive because the doctors and the nurses taking care of me. But what's the message then that you have for people's families? It sucks. For a survivor who maybe just had their stroke or families who are getting this message. Don't give hope up. Yeah, Keep oh, that's up yeah. The good work. That's what we're telling them. What we you're saying? What to tell them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ashley's right. Yep. You yeah. need to be. What they did with me is they're in my room, and I'm, you know, sleeping or looking around, and everyone's like, "Hey, what's going on? How you doing?" Blah blah blah. And then they leave and go sit in the other room, and then everyone start crying. And Patty, my wife Patty, was just like, "You cannot cry." in front of my wife you have to be happy you saying everything's great and that's what you did so so no no negative messages nope not at all or people with kids i mean that's another thing you had kids that were old enough to understand what was going on here brenda um anyone has me married to Ashley. Um, hey. Um, <laughs> Baby. Um, <laughs> stroke happened. Um, two kids um, talk to him or, or, or them. So talk to the kids? Yeah. Make sure they understand? Mm-hmm. If I said to you, what is something... That you would say is different about you a year ago than where you are now. A change for the positive that you've seen in the last year. So for some of you, that's nine years after your injury. Um, Thoughts on that? I mean, I can drive. So that's within the last year. Yeah. Okay. And talking is... Way, way, way better than a year ago. I um, I got a yeah, about like during the summer last year, I got sick, and I lost like fifteen pounds, and it took me like almost three, four months to start getting back, getting in shape, you know. Everything like you're just my whole body was just tired, and so the thing is, the thing is, I didn't really quit. I was just like, I can't go walking with with my dog Wilson as far as I would like to. Wilson would be like laughing at me, be like, "Come on, buddy, let's go." But I, but now I can take Wilson around. So it's gotten better. It takes time, but it's not. Sometimes things are better all the time. But some, like last year, just was not perfect. That but was a rough year for you. Yeah. But it wasn't the end of the wasn't the end of the world. It was a bad summer that led into having to recondition. And, and, and the, for, what I've learned since I got hurt is you can't, what I like to tell myself and maybe other people, enough people make me they... These people maybe start drinking now. I don't know, but <laughs> you just you just don't quit. I'm just not mm-hmm. a one to quit. 
I'm like, oh, God, I'm sick for months. I don't know what's going on. I feel terrible. Maybe if this is it, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, all right, I want to go back and do the uh, the Army Tamala race, so I really need to get back in shape. And well, and so, yeah. Tons different. I mean, it's thinking through the steps. I am better now and organizing my thoughts and phone numbers and it's a it's a great thing glorious thing and it, I can't drive and <laughs> <laughs> it's a you know wait and see but wait a minute didn't you get a bicycle yeah and do you have a trike like Pat? Yes. And how is that? Do you like it? Awesome. Have you been out riding lately? Yeah. Does Caleb go with you? Does he ride a bike? Well. Dragging <laughs> <laughs> wheels? It's a. Uh, it, Five sh- years old or six? Six. It, yeah. he or is, is it a lot to keep track off, off right? Yes. You're like, this is a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you don't him. bike together? No. Okay. I'm with you. That sounds like a good decision. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there any other thoughts, opinions, ideas on Plateau? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ashley. It's a... Don't give up hope. The medical personnel, it's the thing is it's it's a fresh on the patient it's a in the bed it's um compared to pat and me it's it's new and different every time so every person is different yeah it's well the past history you have it's accumulated knowledge about the stroke TBI and it's important to know that ahead of time are you talking about the survivor or the medical community the medical community so to not judge is that what you're saying I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Yes. It's my uh, careful don't judge the patient. That's it. How do you you feel about the concept of hope for the best and plan for the worst? That's what they do. Uh, What I did to me. Are you okay with that concept? Well, for me, I talk too much. Uh, the first six <laughs> weeks, I was just sitting there. I didn't even know I was sleeping the whole time. Then I went to a place to went to RIC, and I just thought that I was going back to the army. I didn't realize I was missing half my head. <laughs> like I really just thought I was, had to go back and time to PT, go back to work. Did you PT and then I'll get back and then I'll go back to be back in the army like i was 
took me months or years to just figure out that I got really messed up. So, plus my wife, she would not let me just sit around and uh, do nothing. Yep. Even in this day. Go <laughs> team Patty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ashley, do you have a problem with that concept? Hope for the best <laughs> and plan for the worst? Because your face tells me you do. I mean, no. It's surprising, yes. That is surprising. Yes. It's be cautious. I understand that. But the flip side of that is you're halfway to, you know, it's out the door. I mean, it's what's the cons? It's I am always prepared your sessions. It's on, you know, it's the the concept is you don't care. I don't follow. It's a um the cautious theme. It's I want to get better mm-hmm. absolutely same as yep. Pat it's the therapist and the patient it's personal to me and I want to divide its attention to me it's it's a the thoughts your thoughts it's out the door Oh, so you wonder if, like for a therapist, for you, this is your life. And for them, it's their job. Absolutely. And so you don't want them thinking about their grocery list and having to pick the dog up from the vet. You want them paying attention to what does Ashley need and how do we get there. Exactly. Oh, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair statement. So are you saying you're always... No. Am I, do you ever catch me, you know, like making my grocery list? I'm of course. Kid, I am kidding. Of course. You know, that's fine. And you know what? This would, we can um, continue this topic because I think it's good. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, you didn't put me on the spot. Um, I think it's a fair discussion. And I think sort of the concept of what do you all think makes a great therapist is a good idea. What makes them... <laughs> okay, for the listeners who just could not see that, Chris looked at me and mouth, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keen! <laughs> so since um, I always give him a hard time, I'm uh, certainly open to getting picked on as well. And I think that's a great idea. Um, among us, we've also had the concept of our therapist jaded? Which Probably. I think is a good... That's what I said, probably. Um, And we talked about burnout and what happens to clinicians and therapists. We've talked about sort of the need for detachment a little bit from a professional standpoint. And I don't know if that's something that other survivors are interested in, but I think it'd be fun. Um, This is maybe where we could rope Brielle in as a a new soon-to-be therapist and sort of her ideas and opinions, and she might have a view on this that all of you would be surprised about. Myself and maybe Darlene. 
So, yeah. I don't know. Brielle, would you like to participate in a panel discussion on uh, therapists and clinicians and something of that nature? We'll put, we'll put the group in charge and they can ask the questions. That would be very interesting. It would be very interesting. All right. So I think what I hear you all saying is, to use Darlene's phrase, there is no stop sign on the road to recovery. Yeah. You don't believe in a plateau. So maybe we're, are we throwing the BS flag on plateau? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. So I think, actually, this will be, when it finally is said and done, our 20th episode. Who ever thought we would get there? ironic. It's uh, never-ending. It is (laughs) never-ending. Never-ending. You're right. Um, And so with that, there are a couple people we should thank, I think. I guess we should thank Jimmy McKay for getting this whole show started. Um, And a round of applause. Darlene Williamson, who is the executive director, who sort of backed us up and found us funding and made all of this happen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank Chris Blunk, who is the person who set up our iTunes feed and helped us get all of this um, onto iTunes and SoundCloud under our own name. Um, of the Stroke Comeback Center, and it, there was an and an anonymous donor actually who oh, yeah. wrote a check and covered all the equipment fees. That's correct. So who bought all of our headphones and our um, soundboard and all of that kind of stuff? Wow. Oh, and uh, Robert Bodie, who was my initial um, sound engineer, who taught me how to use Audacity. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> such such as my editing does skills he, are. Does he live in the? Uh, Colorado now? He does. He is now relocated to Colorado. All right. And really, really, the most important people to thank are you guys. Um, There would be no podcast um, without you. So big special thanks in no order. I'm just going around the table, so I don't want to hear about what order your name was mentioned in. Chris, Jerry, Ashley, Pat, Randy, who's not here today, and Joyce, who is somewhere in New York, and we hope to see her back soon. So with that, I think we're going to wrap it up on this episode of The Slow Road to Better. <laughs> Our lawyers made us say this. Disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, valid. but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? Theirs. Um, they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>